Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Makai Becton, ladies and gentlemen, human beings that large should not run as fast as Makai Becton did. And if you like people just abusing other humans, the Makai Becton tape is for you. Wilson going to the air. Chased out by Daquan Jones. Wilson looking in zone, wide open, touchdown! First NFL touchdown for Zach Wilson, and it goes to Corey Davis. Down the middle, he's got it. Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown. Jones is just caught flat-footed. What an excellent, excellent round. He'll hit immediately when he got the handoff. From the playlikeajet.com digital studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at playlikeajet1. And it is time to welcome back our friend Keith Jenkins of the Cincinnati Inquirer. We're going to dive a little bit deeper on Ahmad Sauce Gardner because we talked to Keith before the draft to get some details on Sauce and his time at Cincinnati. And now we dive deeper. So, Keith, thanks so much for coming back on the show, man. My pleasure, Scott. Let's let's talk some. Let's get saucy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, the story of Sauce Gardner starts in Detroit, which we talked about the last time, but we didn't really delve into it. Sauce was a two-way star in high school. In fact, he had a really big 22-yard touchdown catch in a key game for Martin Luther King High School. They won the state championship. So this wasn't a kid who was on a nothing team that nobody knew anything about. Was there any consideration, as far as you know, to Sauce Gardner maybe getting a look at wide receiver when he got to Cincinnati? Because he did play receiver in high school in addition to cornerback. And I know he was on the skinny side, so he could have potentially been a wide receiver at six foot two. No, it's, it's funny. Um, right before the draft, um, Robert Griffin, the third was here on campus in Cincinnati and he was working out with Desmond Ritter. And there's a bubble here at Cincinnati, an indoor bubble where the team works out and sauce was there with those two. And sauce started joking. He was like, I could be a receiver. Like <laughs> I mean, if I wasn't such a great corner, I would go over there and be receiver. And so he, he keeps talking. 
And so he goes out there and starts running routes with 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 Desmond with Desmond Ritter and, and RG three, and he starts catching slant routes and and posts and fades and um, he's like, I'm trying to tell y'all, man, I could have I could have done something special at, and on the offensive side of the ball, you know, he's he's just one of those freak athletes. Um, he wasn't. It's been well documented his days and how slender he was when he got into college and how he had to bulk up and ultimately did. And he's still a slender guy. He's about I don't know 195 give or take. Um, at 6'3", but he was 160, 165 when he got here. Um, his bread and butter is corner. Um, that's where he wanted to play. And, and especially when he got here, Cincinnati, um, still very much, but especially when he got here at that point, was a defensive-minded program um, with a great defensive coordinator and now Notre Dame head coach Marcus Freeman. And, you know, Marcus saw something special in Sauce to be able to play corner in this program, in this system. Um, they didn't think he'd be that special right away. And, you know, we know the story. He got out there as a true freshman, made a play on a hitch route, took it uh, for six, and the rest is history. Um, but he was always a guy that was just a great athlete, shifty, um, you know, fast, quick. You know, he got the same, the name Sauce as a, what was he, six years old, seven years old in, in youth football. Um, his youth coach, Tez, you know, he, every time they'd give Sauce the ball, he'd just, you know, make plays miss and have defenders, you know, running into each other. He was like, man, you you saucy with that thing. Like when you when you get the ball in your hands and, and where, where the name Sauce came from. So, you know, he's always just been a special athlete. But, you know, as he grew and as he grew into his body and became stronger and more physical at the line of scrimmage and, and even downfield, his ability to, you know, stay with guys and use his body as, a, as, as, as you know, to get leverage and, you know, using the sideline as an extra defender, you know, his, his, his ability defensively, his knowledge, and also I think what makes him a special corner is his knowledge as a wide receiver, as a former guy who can make plays and make guys miss. You know, you, you want to know, you know, what guys' tendencies are and what you need to look for at the line of scrimmage to create that separation and create that edge offensively. Well, Sauce uses that to his advantage defensively. He knows what you're looking for as a wide receiver. He knows how you're trying to get leverage and how you're trying to, you know, get him to turn his hips and, and, and all these things. So, you know, yeah, I, there was never any doubt or never any, 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 any thought on Cincinnati's mind to put him on the offensive side of the ball because um, they had some some weapons on that side. And I think they made the right decision, right? Now, what ended up happening is you had Sauce on one side and then you had Kobe Bryant, the Jim Thorpe winner on the other side, which just created this, you know, impeccable, impenetrable cornerback tandem. And then they were churning out NFL guys at the safety position so that defensive backfield was literally a no-fly zone for three, four seasons here at Cincinnati. Teams just could not pass the ball. And that's, you know, big in part of why they have been so successful over these, la la these last few years is, yeah, we can talk about offense and those guys and Desmond Ritter and what they've been able to do. Um, but, man, defensively, you had Sauce Kobe, Brian Cook, James Wiggins, Derek Forrest, all these guys are in the league right now. You had such a, a stout defensive backfield there, which just in, in the defensive line, 
were just teeing off because they just couldn't, you know, opposing quarterbacks couldn't find open wide receivers. So, you know, Sauce wanted to be corner. He stayed at corner at Cincinnati. And I'd say it worked out for him, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Well, Keith, he overcame some obstacles, no question about it, too, to get to where he was. We talked about being a three-star recruit out of MLK High School. It's not like he was a five-star recruit, although he was on a state championship team, so he had that going for him. But he was a skinny kid, and he came from a tough neighborhood in Detroit. And here's what he had to say about his upbringing in Detroit. He said, Detroit's not a place that anybody can just live. You've got to be a strong-minded individual or you're going to fall by the wayside. I didn't really have anything. All I really had was my mother who always made the impossible possible. And I want to get back to his relationship with his mother in a minute. But first... Tell me a little bit about what you know about his upbringing in Detroit because this is something that I'm sure he'll bond with Coach Robert Sala over since Robert Sala is also from the Detroit area. But this is a tough place to be, and it's not like Sauce was growing up with every single advantage at his fingertips. Like Jamal Adams would be a good example who came from a family where his father was a former NFL player. And it's not something that necessarily gets talked about a lot with him. You hear about the gold chain, him being sauce, all the great plays that he made at Cincinnati. But he had to overcome a lot to get to where he was, even to get to Cincinnati in the first place. And and, and honestly, that's a common thread of many of the players that Luke Fickle and his staff uh, recruit. They recruit guys who um, have a chip on their shoulder who had to prove a lot, who had to overcome a lot, um, who maybe a lot of people um, underestimated or counted out. Um, They weren't the four or five star guys. I mean, you know, it's not until recently where, you know, Luke Fickle is finally starting to draw some four star highly touted recruits. Um, But yeah, Sauce was, I mean, look, man, Detroit is not an easy city to be from. I mean, it's, it's, it's a city that has certainly had its ups and downs and, and its struggles. Um, and, it, you know, it's, it's, a, it's one of those cities that's high-level crime. And, you know, Sauce is not from one of the suburbs of Detroit. He's from the inner city of Detroit. He went to a public school in Detroit. Um, you know, yeah, his, his mom deserves a lot of credit, um, but his coaches do as well. Um, you know, shout out to, you know, Tyrone Spencer, who was his coach back in Detroit and shout out to his brother, Alante. Like Alante was a guy who was a great high school player as well. And, you know, he quite, he didn't quite pan out as far as obviously what, what Sauce did, but he played at Saginaw Valley State and, you know, he, he, he had, Sauce had a great support system from a very early age um, to keep him away from some of those negative influences that happen in the inner city. Um, So, you know, great credit to the people that have raised him, people that I've been able to get to know a little bit throughout the years, Um, you know, but sauce and credit to him, you know, early on, he knew exactly what he wanted. You know, there are videos out there of of really little sauce talking about, you know, getting that division one offer and, and becoming an NFL player these are things that Sauce wanted from a very early age, and he spoke into existence and manifested. You know, this has been his goal and his dream um, early on. I mean, you know, this isn't something that, you know, some guys, they pursue professional 
being a professional athlete because of the things that it can afford you, the lifestyle, the money, um, all of that, the, the, the fame and, and all the things that come with it. Um, some people just really freaking love the game and study it and are savants and are nerds of their respective sport. Sauce is a freaking football nerd. I mean, he, you know, it's amazing, like talking with him and just, you know, what he knows and, and, you know, how much he studies and what he knows about opposing players and their tendencies and where, what he knows about, you know, where he is on the field and different coverages and schemes. And man, he is just a true, true football genius. Um, and that's not something new. That's not something that they had to teach him um, coming at Cincinnati. I remember talking to Luke Fickle about just what makes Luke or what makes Sauce so special. And he just talked about, you know, his ability to play man coverage, but also seeing having vision on the quarterback, which is something that you don't teach corners. Like if you're in man coverage, your eyes stay on that man. But Sauce has this uncanny ability to, you know, look through that receiver's waist and, and, and have eyes on that quarterback um, without losing sight of his man and knowing exactly what tendencies and, 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 and where his hips are aligned. And when a guy stands this way, he's trying to go here. And a lot of things that corners learn from trial and error and mistakes and later on in their careers, Sauce knew these things from the minute he got on campus. And, and, and it's just like, whoa. And I think physically they were concerned about putting him out there because he was just so slender. Hey, let's bulk this kid up a little bit before we throw him out there. It became a position where they had to throw him out there and he never looked back. And so, yeah, I mean, you know, everything that sauce is happening is something that the people around him first kept him on the right path. But then it's just he really, truly wanted these things and knew that in order for these things to come to fruition, he was going to have to get good grades in school. He was going to have to stay out of trouble and stay out of the streets. Um, because one false move, you know, one bad move was going to ruin all of that. So he's a guy, yeah, you see the chain, you, you see the nickname and the grill and all of this stuff. Um, but he's as humble as they come. He's as yes, sir, no, sir, as they come. And he's a hard worker, a very humble guy. Um, and I think the Jets are going to have a guy who is going to work hard and is coachable and wanting to be great. And you're not going to worry about Sauce being in the headlines doing something stupid because that's just not who he is. He's not going to do anything to mess this thing up. He's got a great opportunity um, to provide for his family, you know, to be one of the best, you know, corners ever because that's what he wants to be. He talks about it all the time. You know, he never gave up a touchdown in his college career. He said himself, I'm not planning on doing giving up another one anytime soon in the <laughs> NFL. So. You know, it's been fun to watch his progression and to watch his growth. Um, and it's going to be a lot more fun to continue to see that in East Rutherford. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Keith, it's funny that you mentioned taking care of his family because one thing that Sauce has talked a lot about after the draft is being able to take care of his mother, Alyssa, who he says is his hero. And he said when he was growing up, he would beg her to sign him up for football camps, which, as you know, are not necessarily cheap. And she would say, Ahmad, do I really have to sign you up for this camp? Do you really need to be at this camp? And he would say, Mom, please, I need to be able to show these coaches what I can do. And she would always end up paying for it. And he would always tell her, don't worry, Mom, you're paying for it now. But I promise one day you will never have to work again. And he reiterated that promise after he was drafted by the Jets, told his mother she is retired. She never has to work again. He's got her for the rest of her life now because of the millions that are going to be coming in from his NFL career. Tell me what you know about that relationship with his mother, because that sounds like a really strong bond. I know you've gotten to know Sauce very well during his time in Cincinnati. I'm sure he's talked about her a lot. If you know, okay, so from personal experience, you know, my mom was largely on her own, raising me and, and, and having to make those sacrifices, doing what she just had to do to make sure that I had good Christmases and I had gifts on my birthday and making sure that I had a roof over my head and clothes on my back and food on my table. Unfortunately, it's a common story, particularly with, with young black youth. And it's another situation of what Sauce had to deal with. You know, his his mom had to grind and provide and to sacrifice and, you know, do whatever she had to do to make sure that her kids were provided for and wanted for nothing. And, you know, look, these camps and these looks and, you know, all of the things that go into this stuff in the off season, you know, paying for different programs and just paying for opportunities for these young men um, to get better um, and to succeed, it's it's all an investment. It's all an investment of hopefully one day it'll all pay off. Look, even if Sauce did not make it to the NFL, um, he was able to get a college scholarship and he was able to get several college scholarship offers and he was able to get a free education. Um, and I hate that term free education because you're, you're, you're working for it. You're paying for it. Mm -hmm. But 
you know, the opportunity to be able to set yourself up, even, you know, even if this NFL thing didn't pan out, to be able to have a, to be able to have an education, to be able to pursue your degree and to put yourself in a position where, you know, life after football, you'll be in good shape. Now, he just signed a fully guaranteed contract. So, you know, if he doesn't play a single down for the Jets, <laughs> you know, his family are in good shape. But, you know, all of this, it was an opportunity, one, to, to put him in position um, to get to school and to, to provide a better life for him, um, but also his family. But look, man, the football thing panned out and he's in a great shape financially. Um, but it's a credit to his mom and, and his brother and, and the rest of his family, his coaches, his support system for creating that safety net and that foundation for him from the beginning so that, you know, ultimately he'd be able to grow and nurture in a positive setting um, away from those negative influences. And you're truly seeing, you know, those sacrifices paying off. And, you know, of all the success and everything that is still yet to come, hopefully for Sauce, um, I'm sure no one is more proud than his mom. No doubt about it. Keith, his moral compass obviously comes from his mother and his family, and he's got a really strong one, and I found this story fascinating. One of the schools that was recruiting Sauce was Michigan State, and he thought long and hard about going there because obviously as somebody who grew up in Detroit, the opportunity to stay in-state but he decided he didn't want to go there, and a big part of the reason he didn't want to go is because he had a former teammate from MLK High School who got accused of sexual assault, and he didn't want to be associated with that. He didn't want that to stain him. He didn't want people to think of him that way just because they had both gone to the same school. He said, I had a lot of interest from Michigan State, but there were some things with one of my other teammates. I didn't want to go there and have them paint a picture of me. I don't want them to think of me that way. I didn't want that to be a reflection on me so this is somebody who's very aware of his image and of his I guess moral center is the best way to put it and I think you can go back to that strong upbringing that he had from his mother to show you why he ended up that way and I think it's something that doesn't get talked about enough with sauce because again you see the chain you see the big smile you see the outlandish personality when it comes to him talking about how good he is as a corner but that's something that is really important for the Jets right now because they're looking to build a strong locker room with guys of the highest caliber character. And Sauce really seems to fit that bill. And that story really drives that point home. You're painting the accurate picture of who he is. You're painting an accurate picture of, you know, I mean, let's just say her, his mom's name, Alyssa, what she was able to do. Tyrone Spencer is, is his high school coach. Um, and again, a lot of his brother you know, these people, you know, they kept him on the up and up. And, and another reason, you know, why Cincinnati was a big part of, 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 of his plans um, was a true, it's a, it's a true family atmosphere um, at Cincinnati. And I know a lot of coaches and a lot of programs say that, um, but when you really dig into who Luke Fickle is and what his priorities are, he's a, he's a strict Catholic. Um, he's a guy who has five kids. Um, his family and his, his marriage are, are, you know, you know, priorities and, and very important to him. He talks about it often. His wife is always around. Amy is always around the program. She is truly um, a second mom to a lot of these young men. Um, and that's a big part of the program that Luke Fickle has built since he got on campus in December of 2016. He is truly 
wanted family to be at the heart of all of this. He wanted these players to feel like they're more than just um, a number. They're more than just a position on the team. They're more than just the guy who they're just going to circulate throughout this thing. You know, you'll be here three, four, five years, whatever, and then you're gone and that's it. You know, these guys still come back. They still are part of practices. Some of them are still on the coaching staff here. Um, during these pro days, you know, these guys still come back. Guys who are playing, whether they're in Canada or they're overseas playing, you know, they come back and still get looks on the pro day, you know, as guys are getting drafted in that year's draft, 2021, 2022 draft, you know, guys who maybe didn't get drafted but are still looking for an opportunity, they are participating in this pro day in hopes of getting a look. Um, they are still coaching up. Sauce is still here. Um, you know, when he's not in East Rutherford and in minicamp, and I'm sure they're getting ready for training camp now and all that stuff, Sauce was just here not that long ago um, training with the up-and-coming corners and teaching them things. Um, I was talking to a corner uh, the other night who just committed to Cincinnati. He's a four-star corner from where? Detroit. And a big reason why he committed uh, to Cincinnati was Sauce. And not only did he see the things that Sauce was able to accomplish, the unanimous AAC Defensive Player of the Year and number four overall pick and all that stuff, um, but Sauce spoke to him and he said, look, man, where we come from is tough and it's, it's going to be hard to come out of that. But guess who's got you? Luke Fickle's got you. Cincinnati's got you. And you can accomplish everything that you want to accomplish right here at Cincinnati. And I know a lot of kids, they want to stay at home because it's comfortable. You know, their family's there. Their friends are there. You know, going to Michigan State, that's just a quick bus ride, a quick, you know, ride, a, a car ride um, from Detroit. But getting away from Detroit, getting away of some of those negative influences as well. Sure, those positive influences are there, but there's also negative influences there as well. And getting Sauce away from Detroit, getting to Cincinnati, it's still close enough where his family can come see him, but it's far enough where those negative, those negative influences of the streets um, can stay away, Sauce can focus, get locked in in the classroom. Another thing that we should highlight, he was a great student here. Like a lot of guys, they come to school to be a football player. Nah, man, he was he was putting in work in the classroom as well. He was a criminal justice major, had really good grades and um, was on the honor roll and all that good stuff. So, you know, this wasn't a guy who was just taking care of business on the football field and not doing his schoolwork. He had a high GPA doing his work there as well. So this has been a well a well-rounded um, college football player, student athlete, true to that term. Um, from day one at Cincinnati, a credit is to the people who, you know, raised him and, and kept him on the, on the straight and narrow. Um, a credit is to Luke Fickle, Marcus Freeman, who was here for a bulk of his, of his career, and other assistant coaches who have kept him grounded. Um, Luke Fickle never wanted to call him sauce. He never called him sauce. It was always a mod. I'm never calling you sauce. And he said, I'm never call, I'm not calling you sauce until you're in an, you're, you get drafted in the NFL. And that night when, when, that, when, uh, when Ahmad was drafted, uh, Luke Fickle recorded a video and they sent it to, to Ahmad and he said, now I can call you Sauce. So <laughs> Sauce, congratulations. And Ahmad got emotional because it was the first time in, you know, four years that, um, that Luke Fickle had called him Sauce. So 
you know, he's a grounded man. He's a grounded individual, um, a hard worker and a phenomenal football player. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. And I think the Jets are really getting someone special. Keith, before you run, I just want to ask, as somebody who covered Sauce for three years at Cincinnati, what are some of your favorite personal memories, maybe some conversations you had with him, something you saw him do on the field, something you saw him do off the field, anything that really sticks out to you about Sauce's time at Cincinnati that you were privileged to witness? Okay, so I have to tell this story, and I haven't told this story on the record to anyone ever. So you're getting an exclusive here. (laughs) And the University of Cincinnati is going to hate this story, but they'll get over it. Um, (laughs) So I'm from Cincinnati, born and raised. My dad played football at Cincinnati. Um, I was a good football player here locally, so I was going to play there as well. I ended up playing at the University of Toledo because Rick Minner got fired. It's a story. No, doesn't matter. You're not, you didn't, Talk. You didn't reach out to talk about me, so we'll keep it on sauce. Um, I ultimately got my degree from the University of Cincinnati. And while I was growing up being a big fan of Bob Huggins' teams, I would always look at the program. You know, when I would go to games, I would, I would look at the program and I'd read the different, you know, players' bios. And I'd see, like, this common theme of a lot of Bob Huggins' players being criminal justice majors. And I was like, what is going on over there in the criminal justice department? Why are all these basketball players criminal justice majors? And this is me being, you know, whatever, eight, nine, 10, 11, whatever, however old I was at that time. And um, I get to Cincinnati and I was dating the, the captain of the dance team at the time. And she was a criminal justice major. And I would always give her hell about, I would like, Y'all don't do no work over there, do y'all? Like, y'all, there's something going on over there in the criminal justice department. And she was a big fan of, like, law and order and forensic files and all those. So she, like, wanted to get into um, the forensic side of, of criminal justice and law and all that stuff. Um, so when I first interviewed Sauce, I did my research on him. It was my first time interviewing. It was before uh, the 2020 season. And... Um, so before his sophomore campaign and I'm interviewing him one-on-one and there's a, there's a media relations person, I don't know, two or three feet away from us as I'm talking to sauce. And I asked him, and and if you remember, this is the time of year where, um, you know, where George Floyd had just been killed and, you know, Breonna Taylor had just been killed and, and several others had just been shot or killed. And so there was, there was a lot of things going on in the streets. You know, people were protesting and, and a lot of unrest was going on around our, 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 not only our city, but around our country. And, and there was a lot of things going on. And Sauce was a criminal justice major here at Cincinnati. And I asked Sauce, I, I thought, you know, this was a great time to ask him why he was pursuing criminal justice. And also I selfishly wanted to know why the hell is he, majoring in criminal justice. Why are, why are these athletes over there? And I asked Sauce, you know, hey, man, you know, why are you, why are you pursuing a, a career and a, and a degree in criminal justice? And at this point, I thought he would tell me something like, hey, man, with all the things going on, you know, in crime and, you know, law enforcement and the relationship between, you know, communities and police, I think it's a great time for me to learn about law and, 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 and maybe get in there and change it for the better. Sauce was like, man, I'm going to be honest with you. 
I'm just trying to get to the league. They told me that the easiest thing that I can study while I'm here is criminal justice. Damn it. There it is. Somebody finally told me what's going on in criminal justice. They're not doing any work. Um, and so he said it. He was like, I'm just trying to be, I'm trying to get to the league and, and it's easy. And, da, da, da. and um, so Saul said it and, you know, we chopped up and I gave him that and we finished our interview and UC's media relations person comes over to me and he's like, Hey man, could you not print the stuff about the criminal justice? <laughs> and um, and now I say that to say again, Sauce was a great student. Okay, and he like all, I even I interviewed some of his professors, and like he had you know great grades, and he was a participant in class, and so it wasn't like he was going to class and not doing anything, and they were just giving him a pass. Um, and full disclosure. The University of Cincinnati has one of the top criminal justice programs in the country, right? So it's not like they're known for just being, you know, this easy route to get to, you know, the league or whatever else, right? Um, but when he said that, I'm like, Eureka, I figured it out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, that was a funny story. And obviously, and, and also I should say that um, I also did a feature story on Darius Harper, Um former UC football player, a uh, guy who I believe is maybe with Birmingham right now in the USFL. I can't remember exactly which team he's playing for. Um, I want to say Birmingham, but I don't. Anyway, um, I did a feature on him and he too is from a, um, a part of the country that's crime ridden and full of bad influences. And he's got a lot of friends and family who are in the criminal justice system and in jail and in prison. And he also is studying criminal justice. And unlike Sauce, he told me, hey, man, I'm trying to get in here and fix this stuff because this is not OK. What's happening to my people in my communities is not OK. And if I can get in here and change this thing around, you know, that's my mission is as far as me learning the system and, and learning how this thing works. So, you know, even though Sauce was like, I'm trying to get to the league, we all see. I mean, and that was things that Sauce had been saying since he was seven, eight, nine years old. I'm trying to get to the league. <laughs> So his priority was, yeah, I'm going to do my thing in the classroom, but ultimately I'm trying to get to the league. <laughs> so that's, that's just a funny story about sauce. And, um, and that's another example of just how real and honesty is, is he could have, you know, gave me the, the politically correct, you know, the answer that Cincinnati wanted him to give, but he was honest and said, look, man, just trying to get to the league, bro. <laughs> so that's a funny story about Sauce that I've never told. And now that he's a multimillionaire and made it, I don't think there's a problem with me saying that story now. So <laughs> shout out to shout out to the, the criminal justice department uh, program at the University of Cincinnati. Well, two things that I take away from that story, Keith. The first is that it shows you that Sauce Gardner, in addition to being honest, like you said, is also somebody that's able to focus on multiple things at once because he wasn't necessarily no driven to be great in the criminal justice department, but he right. knew that he needed to get those grades to be able to get out of there and get to the league, and that was the main thing that he was focused on. The second yep. thing is, it turns out that your theory about Bob Huggins back during his <laughs> days as the coach of Cincinnati was true. <laughs> Shout out to Bob. I just I just spoke to Bob the other night, so you know, um, yeah, I didn't. I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but man, I was wondering like, what is going on over there? Because like again, I don't want to get too crazy, but remember a few years back there was a story out of the University of of North Carolina where. There was, some, there was a, something going on with maybe the 
African-American history. I don't remember exactly, but there were somewhere where guys weren't writing papers or something like mm-hmm. that. And at, at care at North Carolina. And when that story came out, I'm like, is that what's going on? Over there? <laughs> this is the part of um, but no, nah, I mean, it, you know, that was just a funny story, but you know, in Sauce's defense, man, he really got in the classroom and kicked butt while he was here. So um, I don't know if there's a thing going on, but, you know, it doesn't matter now. Sauce made it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm looking forward to seeing him in the classroom of Robert Sala and Jeff Ulbrich in the NFL, because if he can do as well as he did under Luke Fickle, while at the same time getting great grades, And as you said, one of the top criminal justice programs in the country in Cincinnati, it shows you that he's capable of learning just about anything. And he's determined to be the best that he can be and soak up all the knowledge that he can get, especially, as you said, trying to get to the league. And now that he's there, trying to be the best player he can be in the league. Keith Jenkins covering the Cincinnati Bearcats for the Cincinnati Inquirer. Thanks so much for coming back on the show. Really appreciate it. Some great insight into Sauce Gardner as a person, what the Jets are getting beyond just the great football player that we all see on film. It really tells you a lot about what the Jets are looking to build here in terms of their locker room, the character that they're looking to have with everybody there, especially the star players. And I think that Sauce is going to be an exciting addition both on the field and off the field. He's already starting to do some events here around the community, trying to get himself ingratiated with Jets fans. I think he's going to be beloved. He's going to probably be one of the most popular players on this team for a really long time. And I think we both agree he's got the stuff it takes to be one of the best players in the league as well. So really exciting prospect here for the New York Jets. For those that want to check out your work covering Cincinnati, because you never know, the next Sauce Gardner could very well be right there at Cincinnati right now. If not as a cornerback, then maybe at another position, a guy that could become a great player like Sauce. So you want to make sure that you're reading what Keith is putting out there. How can people read your work and how can they follow you on social media? Yeah, with, with, with Sauce and DJ Reed, hopefully the Jets aren't in the market for a corner for a while, but <laughs> there are some special corners coming out of this program here soon, so keep a lookout. But no, um, Mr. Keith Jenkins, M-R-K-E-I-T-H-J-E-N-K-I-N-S on all socials. Um, KeithJenkins.com is my personal website, and then Cincinnati.com is my employer. So uh, feel free to reach out, my contact page, follow me, mention me. Um, and I'll be sure to shout you guys out. I mean, I appreciate all the support. Make sure that you follow Keith on social media. Reach out if you want some more information about anything going on at Cincinnati. As you can tell, he's a fountain of information. And read his work over at Cincinnati.com. Check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has got a fantastic All-22 film breakdown of Sauce Gardner up on our channel right now. So watch all our videos and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-Public.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quinn and Williams, bless you, thank you shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com, that's tee.public.com, and be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. 
Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.